What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. Um, we're just gonna fly through some stuff today. To be perfectly honest, I don't have a lot of time, so we're just gonna we're just gonna get it going. Programming update. Work for me uh, for the next couple weeks is fucking crazy, 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 crazy. I am working a world championship event right now through uh, July 7th, and then immediately, even before the world championship ends, I have to fly to Alabama for six days for another world event. So, busy, busy, work is kicking my ass. Streams will be returning mid-July, okay? I understand it is early July, and that would essentially mean two full weeks without my face. I'm sorry. I'm going to do my best to have a podcast for you guys next week. If for some reason I cannot, stay tuned to Twitter. Twitch, uh, not Twitch. Well, twitch.tv slash kdjtv. Follow that. Anyway, please subscribe. Uh, but Twitter, kdjtv611. Again, I am not saying there will not be an episode next week, but I am just floating it out there, just so you guys are aware. Life is hectic right now. We'll see what happens, okay? I'm going to do my best because I've been on a good streak lately. I haven't missed an episode, um, which really we shouldn't celebrate because... Technically speaking, there should be one every week anyway. But just saying, put it out there. Don't yell at me. Please love me. Thank you. Okay, let's talk. So we're if you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment down below, whatever the fuck you want. Thank you. Um, we're staring at the new schedule released on Friday, Thursday. Sorry, on Thursday. Uh, if you're listening on Apple and Spotify, of course, I will walk you through what we're talking about. If you also want to pull up your game while you're listening to this to look at the schedule and look at things with me, I do suggest that. So, on June 30th, Thursday, the Sizzling Summer Program arrived. It is an 18-day program. Okay? I am not confident I'm going to be able to play enough to finish it. Just because, again, work. As you can see right now, I have 105k. That's largely because on the day it dropped, I had some time to play. Okay? Um, cool things about this pack, Let's go or about this program. Let's go through some of the flashback cards, which I actually think are pretty interesting. Billy Williams, 90 overall. Uh, not the most terrible thing you've ever seen. I mean, you're not using him in ranked, but interesting card. Denelson Lamette, um, he sucks, but he's cool. This 90 overall DJ LeMahieu, you could put him on your bench. He's a lefty killer. 121 contact left, 85 power left. I mean, not bad. Second baseman, first baseman, third baseman. I like that a lot. Uh, he's slower than dog shit at 45 speed, but whatever. It's fine. Harmon Killerbrew, BR Demon. Uh, this 90 overall is basically the same thing as the gold card of his that exists. High power, um, not great contact. 84 contact right's pretty high, though. Um... Third and first base. And then a card no one asked for. But, hey, they took my advice and took live series players they have and created good cards out of relievers. Seth Lugo, relief pitcher, 90 overall, second half from 2019. He was disgusting that year. 117 hits per nine base. Five pitches, unfortunately, none of them are meta. And his windup is slower than the slowest person you've ever seen. Um, but, hey, it's a cool, free reliever. Another choice pack, they only gave us 10 henchmen, so two choice packs that they will repeat throughout the, the program. Future Star, 90 overall, Beau Bichette. Um, it's kind of a dookie card. I wish they'd just give us some other type of Beau Bichette, but, it, you know, beggars can't be choosers. 90, Eloy Jimenez. Also kind of dookie. I prefer the other builds where his contact is a little lower and his powers are a little higher. 
but it is what it is. 90 overall, Gio Urshela, my son. I love him. I'm so sad the Yankees traded him. Another card, like, you could legit put this on your bench as a lefty killer. 116 contact left, 93 power left. This is not just me being a disgusting Yankee fan. This is a decent lefty bat. Excuse me while I sneeze. Thank you. We're moving on. Urshela is a third baseman who plays first, second, and short. Good positional flexibility, 80 in the field, which is, I think, a little low. Um, but he's a silver at his secondary, so it's fine. Also, 99 contact right. Not that bad. Prospect starter Jesus Lusardo. He is a 90, as all these cards are. He throws a sinker as his secondary pitch. Changeup, four-seamer, and a slider. Um, his controls are awful. However, his pitches break, and his changeup's really good. So, I don't think I'll ever see this card, but I guess I wouldn't be shocked. He throws a sinker. Uh, 90 overall prospect Joe Adele. Uh, he should be faster. He should be worse in the field, and she should, he should have more power. So this card's weird, but it's it's a prospect. So, you know, whatever. It's fine. It's, it's, it's binder fodder, okay? But those are our henchmen. Those are our henchmen. And the whole thing about Sizzling Summer is that I don't know why it exists. There's no theme to any of these bosses. They just say, here, here's a bunch of bosses. I don't know why they have to do a Sizzling Summer, but here they are. Four Takashi cards, which is nice. This also signals that I think another Takashi collection is coming. They gave us Takashi Choice Packs recently uh, with base and rare rounds, and now they're giving us four Takashi cards that you get two of throughout the program path. You'll have to buy the other ones. I think a, another Babe Ruth-esque collection is coming. I think it'll be a 99 overall Takashi card, and it's going to be something nuts, like a Griffey or um, 99 Ryan Howard. Um, I don't think they do a pitcher for this one, but maybe it's like a 99 Mo Rivera. They made Mo Rivera a collection in the past, though, so I don't think they do that again. Griffey and Ryan Howard are my guesses there. Um, but that's coming soon. Absolutely. I would not be shocked if that does not come soon. So, 96 Hannes Wagner. Super dope card art. Plays every position but catcher. Unfortunately, this is the worst of the four Takashi cards. Or, or uh, Sizzling Summer Takashi cards, rather. 92 speed, 99 steel, 99 base running aggressiveness. Usually he's 99s there across the board. Is it a big deal that he's 92 instead of 99 speed? No, just a comment that I make. And of course, when you P5 him, he's 97, so not a big deal. 87 fielding, so you gotta get him to P3 to have that diamond defense at every single position. So that's that's attainable, it's not a big deal. The issue I have with this hottest card, which of course has 99 bunt, LOL, um... His contacts are fine. 109 contact right, 106 contact left. I wish they would have found a way to bump his powers to like the 75 to 80 threshold. Right now, power right 70, power left 65. He does, in fact, swing a noodle bat. His moment for this program where he had to get three hits in a game was fucking really difficult because he hits a lot of weak line drives. They could have taken away from his bump stat, added it to power. They could. Have, his clutch is a 96. I don't care about 96. They did the right thing by making his discipline low because that allows you to disperse those attributes somewhere else. But 96 clutch is too high for a card that lacks in power. So I'd rather take that away, give me the power. Hell, he's got 101 vision we could have taken away from there too. Um, if you're a Hannes Wagner demon, none of this matters to you. You're happy he exists. His 99 will inevitably be much better. I'm just saying, for right now, it would have been cool if this card just had a little bit more pop. A little bit more. Mike Piazza. Sick card art. I love that he's got like the orange belt. Super cool. Um, 
96 overall catcher, obviously, who plays first base as a secondary. Pretty good in the field. I'm shocked he's a 76 in the field. P4, and he's going to be a gold behind the dish. So that's cool. Um, this card's really good. Really good. Uh, better against lefties, of course. 108 contact, left 115 power left. Contact right, 103. Con uh, power right, 101. Certainly playable. Uh, the problem with Mike Piazza remains his swing. It has nothing to do with the card build. The card is built perfectly. Um... I just, I, I I don't know many people who can use his swing consistently. As a bench bat against a lefty, you could probably get away with it a little more. I think that's where his best utility rests. As a bench bat against lefties, who could also be your backup catcher. Um, like, if you're a Joe Maurer starter like I am, right now I I don't platoon him with Gary Carter, but I do have Gary Carter as a failsafe, as a backup. Um, Mike Piazza could be that Gary Carter role. Just my opinion here. Um... But a good card. I mean, if you're talking strictly attributes, they did a good job. This is a good card. I'm happy with this card. Um, one of the rare times I can look at a card and say, wow, you did it right. So good job. Um, this, in my opinion, is my number one pick in this program just because of, as we talked last week, the volatil volatility of relievers. 96 Raleigh Fingers. This will probably be his best card this year. Sinker primary, as he always is. Slider, forkball, four seam. He's got incredible control at 93. Velo at 90 is pretty good. It's higher than I think I thought it would be. Uh, 95 break is, of course, phenomenal. His pitch control is... I'm blocking it a little bit above my head here, but 98 control on the sinker, 94 on the slider, 87 on the forkball, which is the lowest, but it's plenty, and 94 on the fastball. Everything breaks and moves. Nice pitch velo differentials. Um... 111 hits per nine, 35 stamina, 112 pitching clutch, I guess that's fine. Uh, 68 in the field, too, so he'll, he won't fuck up. Uh, this is a good card. I really like this card a lot. This, this is my surefire pick right now for the first selection out of the program. Um, as far as quirks go, control artist, which is basically mostly entirely based on your inputs anyway, so not a big deal. Uh, excels at limiting home runs. I don't know if that actually matters, but if you like that, sure. He excels at strikeouts. He is a sinker baller, so he will get you a ton of ground balls. Mr. Splitty throws an extremely effective split-fingered fastball, yet here we are with no splitter. I guess that qualifies for fork balls as well. Uh, this is a good card. I don't know what other way to say it. And in my opinion, the other good card, the, the, the number two card in this program, is Stan the Man Musial. Right field primary, he plays first, left, and center. You're only playing him in right field first and left. If you put him in center field, you're an absolute fucking maniac because he only has 53 speed and 78 reaction. So you're not playing him in center field. Um, I don't even... I, I don't know if this card makes my ranked team. He has a good build in that he is stronger against lefties as a left-handed bat. So he's 116 contact left, 96 power left. Basically, every Stan Musial card that's ever been created excels more so against same-handed pitching, which is rare, right? We know that doesn't always happen. That's the reason platoon splits exist. But 107 contact right and 92 power right are enough, even though they are on the lower end, because he has the platoon advantage there. Does that make sense? It, it, it's like the Mike Trout effect. You know, Mike Trout is worse against... Uh, Contact-wise, lefties, I believe, or he used to be in the past. I don't even know. Mike Trout's numbers this year have been fluctuating all over the place. But last year, Mike Trout was better against righties, worse against lefties, but it didn't matter because he's a righty hitter against a lefty pitcher. I think I think that makes sense, what I'm saying. Um, Stan is a great swing. As we said, positional flexibility. It might be weird to bring him off the bench to face a lefty, but his attributes would say that he'd be just fine. This is a nasty card. 
I still don't know, like I said, if it's a ranked card for me just based on how I build my team. But I would pitch very carefully to this card if I was facing it. Very, very carefully to this card. Uh, quirks. Mm, not a ton of great ones. Uh, I hate the 2020 Vision Quirk. Rarely misses the ball when swinging. I want to foul the ball off. <laughs> sometimes I don't want to touch the ball, so I'd rather swing through it. You know, some, sometimes it, it's better to not have that quirk, I think. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm stupid. Uh, other things to note in this program. A cover athlete choice pack. If for some reason you're still doing these, here's another free one. At 300k, you don't have a choice. It's just 96 prime Fernando Valenzuela. This card is about to murder my soul because I hate him so much. Screwball, four-seam, curveball, circle change. Typical Valenzuela build. He doesn't throw hard, but everything moves like a motherfucker. And he's got pretty decent control. Um, 119 stamina. So he's never coming out of a game. 102 hits per nine. Pretty good. This card's going to be a demon. Uh, yet another choice pack at 325k. Always intense at 340. Another Takashi pack. The original pack that came out with the game's pre-order. Always intense, too. I mean, there's some packs. You know, it goes to 750k. Like I said, I don't think I'm making it there. My goal is to make it to 325. I don't even know if I can make that. I do think all these bosses are going to be pretty cheap, though. I don't think they're going to be incredibly difficult to obtain after the fact. So as long as I get one boss and Valenzuela, who will also be pretty cheap, I'm happy. Okay, going back to the calendar. Which I can't find. There it is. On June, uh, July 6th, not June, July 6th, the monthly awards program drops. It is the June monthly awards program. That's where that Lightning Chris Sale will be, where, which we've talked about for fucking months, it seems like, at this point. A um, lot of interesting Lightning options this year. Kyle Schwarber might be in the mix. I think he'll get a Player of the Month henchman. I don't think he'll get a Lightning because he got a Lightning before. Dylan Cease has been phenomenal. Tony Gonsolin has been phenomenal. Um... And listen, there are, there are players, clearly, I'm not mentioning here, who are just... I'm forgetting. But it, it, it is obvious to say that there are a ton of options here. A plethora, a bevy, a cornucopia of options. Um, more stuff on Wednesday. Mini-seasons, time-limited missions. Does that just mean a new mini-season, I guess? Uh, there will be a new showdown for XP for the program. That'll be awesome. New new headliner with a future star. Um... I don't know. Pick a, pick a future star that doesn't have a card yet. Maybe it'll be him. Maybe this will finally be our O'Neill Cruz that everybody wants. Um, so, July 8th is interesting. There will be more July Tops Now moments. There will be a City Connect program for the Padres. But there's also going to be quote-unquote special content. A time-limited special event, which is a, a, little, a little weird to to say because all events are time limited but a time limited special event another showdown and a conquest map i don't know what this could be i tried to i looked up on baseball almanac which is a great resource and website if you guys don't know baseballalmanac.com um this day in baseball history on july 8th nothing really popped off the page and none of the key historical moments were of players we have rights to like, Joe DiMaggio came up, we don't have his rights, and they don't, I doubt they just dropped Joe DiMaggio on July 8th. Um, Ted Williams had something on July 8th, all-star game related. We had his rights before, they're gone now. 
But the moment itself, it was just like I hit a home run in the All-Star game to break a tie. So, like, that's that's not special content. I don't know what July 8th special content is going to be. But it is big enough to require a themed special event, its own showdown, and a conquest map. I have no clue what it's going to be. I, of course, will not be able to participate in it, because that is when I will be in Alabama. I'm going to bring my Switch and see if I can fuck around on that, but something tells me I'm not going to have a good time doing that. And I will not play the event on Switch, so I'll have to buy those rewards, whatever they are. Um, oh, shout out Nick Terrio, friend of the show, just got an Aaron Judge from a ball as a habit pack. Good job, Nick. Um, hope you're listening. I love you. Thank you. Um, and then lastly on the schedule, July 18th, All-Stars are coming, baby. One of the best program drops last year, or content drops, period, last year. It's a featured program with 2022 All-Stars. It's a new featured program. This program ends. This one, uh, this new one comes in. Same night content after the Home Run Derby and All-Star game. That's what makes it so cool. The SDS devs and, and card developers stay up all the fuck night and produce cards. Incredible. Like, we'll get we'll get card drops at 11 p.m. We'll get card drops at midnight Eastern. Like, incredible. Um... One of the, like, I know I'm repeating myself, one of the best content drops every single time they do it. Um, and if Pete Alonzo wins the home run derby again, oh, that Pete Alonzo card last year was so good. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I, I should be able to be back up and running by then. Maybe even we stream some of that stuff. I don't know. No guarantees. But I'm down. Totally down. Super excited. Um, a couple more things to note, guys, before we wrap this up. I know it's kind of been a speed run of an episode, and I apologize, but it kind of is just the nature of my life right now. Um, events. The current event sucks booty butts. It is NL West, AL West pitchers, NL East, NL Central hitters, any monthly awards and tops now. It's just a, a, a clusterfuck of stuff I don't care about. The rewards aren't even that good. As you see, I have eight wins. I haven't been playing a lot, and I really don't care about this one that much. Signature Jay Buhner is already cheap. He'll be in a rewind, rewind pack. Not a big deal. And then at 15 wins, uh, Silver Slugger Carlos Santana. He might have had utility if he still could play catcher as a secondary, but they stripped that away from him, which is so unfortunate. Um, so, I mean, this card rakes. 111 contact left, 97 power left. He's got 97 power right. Uh, he's a switch hitter. It just sucks that he can't catch anymore. Uh, this is, I mean, it's a it's a decent card. It's a little on the expensive side right now, forty two k. But it's a, you'll get it in a rewind pack. And fifteen wins is really not that difficult. I just don't know if I'm gonna try to get there. You can also get some always intense packs, which are cool. Uh, the prices on these have gone back up since uh, the flash sale last week brought all their prices back down. So if you're trying to make some free stubbies, get a rare round. Sell it, 50k, right in your pocket, boom. Um, and then some standard packs at the end. One final thing. New headliner came out this week. Where am I going? I don't know. Uh, packs, there we go. Buy packs. Finest flashback Brandon Webb. Sinker, cutter. And this card should be good, but God, does SDS just hate Brandon Webb? 88 hits per nine? That's embarrassing. 120 stamina is cool. But, like, Jesus. He's batting practice. I faced him in the event right before recording this, and I slapped him around course Field. Um, not a good card. Put it in the binder, because eventually you're going to have to collect Finest Flashbacks. Or, yeah, Finest Flashbacks. Um, it's cheap, because it's a bad card. You can get it for 22 k 
Um, but put it in the binder. Just get it, put it in the binder, collect it when it's time. That's my advice to you. Friends, thank you for listening as I ramble for a very quick 20 minutes. Um, I will update everybody as often as possible on content uh, from my channel, not, not MLB The Show content, my content, podcast episodes, YouTube uploads, things of that nature, Twitch streams, of course. Um, I will still be around on Twitter. I'm not totally off the grid. You want to talk, hit me up. Um, I will do what I can. All right. I love you guys. I hope you enjoy all the super cool new content coming up. I'm excited for it. I can't wait to get back from my hell hellish two weeks of work to, to grind this stuff out. All right. Love you all. Talk to you next time.